0: Welcome to the Thrive Vineyard Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin Kiefer. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit thrivevineyard.com.
1: So, let's dive in here. If you have been around the Kiefer house on any given Friday afternoon, you would bear witness to a great debate that happens every single week in our house, a great debate that happens between Molly and I, um, and so every Friday afternoon around 4.30 or so, we enter into this verbal wrestling match, uh, and, and and I'm going to tell you what it is in a second, but let me just clue you guys in. Towards the end of my sermon, I am going to um, invite a few folks to come up and share a one or two minute God story about something that God has been doing to send you out into our community to just care for people that don't know Jesus, pray for them. So um, God may prompt you to, to come up and share a quick story. So I just want you to be thinking about that. But what is this great debate that Molly and I have every Friday afternoon around 430? Should we stay in or go out? Should we stay in or go out? And it's the same conversation every single week. Because generally speaking, um, Molly likes to stay in. Generally speaking, uh, Molly's idea of a good time is to have a few friends over for a quiet night of um, reflection on the past sins that we committed last week. Um, some breast beating, uh, and some just like crying out to the Lord for that's, that's what, no, that's not exactly what she likes to do, but she does like to stay in and have a few friends over to, she'll like, you know, make homemade pizzas and we'll play board games or something like that. That's like Molly's idea of a good time. We're not voting here, people. (laughs) My idea of a good time is a little bit different. I like to go out. So I want to go out for dinner. I want to go bowling. I want to go see a movie. I just want to go out of the house. Take me anywhere on a Friday night. That's good enough for me. I will be a happy camper. And so every Friday we have this great debate. Do we stay in or do we go out? And I believe, church, that we all, every single one of us, has that very same debate. Do we stay in or do we go out every single day of our lives as disciples of Jesus? And I'll explain what I mean by that. But I, I, I believe, you guys, that there is this shift that is happening here at Thrive. By the way, if you are, is, any, is it cold in here? Okay, we could turn it up a degree. Jeremy? Give me a degree, buddy. Um, We have been pressing into this season. We're in the middle of this sermon series. We're probably towards the back end of this sermon series uh, called How Can I Help? And we're focusing on our Engage Flame, right? Our Engage Flame is about um, the call that we have to go out and make disciples, right? It's the call that we have to uh, impact the world around us. And I believe, you guys, that... That God is shifting something in us because we are a church that has heard God's call to go out and seek and save the lost, to reach our unbelieving friends for Jesus. Um, And I actually believe that we are in this particular season, you guys, where there's been this huge group of followers of Jesus that lost their way during COVID. COVID kept people isolated. It kept people away from the body of Christ, away from church. And so many of those people have come through COVID and they're now stuck at home and they're starting to see their relationship with God languish. And I believe that there's a call on us to find those people that need the body of Christ. We were made for the church. We have to be together in community. That's, it's a command of the Lord. And so I believe that God right now is calling us to find those folks that have been sort of, uh, stuck at home and they've just kind of lost their way and to welcome them back into church. That's why we're doing those signs. And I hope that you'll take a sign and put it in your yard because we want people to come back to church. And so, um, God is doing something amazing in us and I can feel it. And that's why we're going to share stories in just a minute. But today what we're going to do is we're going to look back at a moment in history in the history of Israel, because they had the same debate that Molly and I have every single week. Do we stay in or do we go out? And so we're going to be looking at a time when God instructed Israel to send 12 spies to scope out the promised land, uh, a place called Canaan. And the question is, Is What would become of Israel? Because God had put this great challenge in front of them. He said, go and take this land that I'm providing for you. I'm giving you this land. So go and take it. But it looked scary to them. The land looked scary, the people in the land looked scary. The whole job was intimidating. And so they had this debate as a nation, do we stay, stay where we are where it feels safe and comfortable or do we contend for the promises and the purposes of God? And so I'm actually looking at this scripture as kind of a a parable for us today. And the story begins with 12 spies. And so we're going to read this together and there's, there's quite a bit of scripture and I'm just going to read through it um, so that we can have the whole context here. And there are, I I will skip a few verses because it's just the names of people or places and it gets a little, uh, a little cumbersome, but numbers chapter 13 is where we are. It says, The Lord now said to Moses, Send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land that I am giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. And so Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He sent out 12 men, all tribal leaders of Israel, from their camp in the wilderness of Paran. Verse 17, Moses gave these men these instructions as he sent them out to explore the land. Go north through the Negev into the hill country and see what the land is like. Find out whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. See uh, what kind of land they live in. Is it good or bad? Do their towns have walls or are they unprotected like open camps? Is the soil fertile or poor? Are there many trees? Do your best to bring back samples of the crops you see. It happened to be the season for harvesting uh, ripe grapes. So they went up and they explored the land. And when they came to the Valley of Eskol, and by the way, I don't know how to pronounce half these words. You're going to have to bear with me. But when they came to the Valley of Eskol, they cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes so large that it took them two guys to carry it on a pole between them. That's that's a pretty big matzo ball right there. That's a big grape, right? Uh, and so uh, they also brought back samples of, of the pomegranates and figs. And that place was called the Valley of Escol, which means cluster because of the clusters of grapes that the Israelite men cut there. Now, after exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses and Aaron and to the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. And they reported to the whole community, what they had seen and showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. And this was their report to Moses. Listen to this. We entered the land that you sent us to explore. And it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it produces, but the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. They even, we even saw giants there, descendants of Anak. Now, we're going to hear about these descendants of Anak in just a few verses and what those people were, uh, in, in the very early times, uh, the Bible tells us that there was this really interesting thing that happened where demons came to earth and they somehow had sexual union with some of the women on earth and the, their, uh, offspring were these like super huge humans and so they went in there and they were like there's these incredibly giant people in this land and we are really really intimidated by by them we don't want to go in there so verse 30 it says this so they gave this this bad report of these giants in the land verse 30 says but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses you can imagine this huge gathering of people all the the heads of Israel are there right and he said let's go at once to take the land We can certainly conquer it, but the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They're stronger than we are, and so they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there, and all the people we saw are huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak, and next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. It sounds a little scary, but this story, church, it begins with ascending. God said, I want you to go and take this land that I am giving you, so go and send spies to check out the land, and let's see what you are going to deal with. And what I want to call your attention to, church, is something about God, and that is that God sends he sends, he is a sending God. He sent Israel into that land. He sent those spies into the land 3,300 years ago, and he is still sending us today. He is a sending God. And why does God send? He sends because he loves his lost children, because he loves his kids. Um, our middle kid, Cole, when he was really, really young, he was a runner. Uh, And and by that, I don't mean that he was a jogger. I mean that if we didn't keep him locked in the house, he would take off and he'd never come back again. Um, And literally from the age of two to four, we had to keep an eagle eye on this kid at every moment of the day. Because if he got out of the house, he'd be gone. And one particular day in the summertime, we thought we had him in the house. And the next thing we knew... There was no call. We ran outside, and he was probably three years old, and we started screaming his name, Cole, call, Cole. Call, call. He was nowhere around, and what we did is, is every person that we saw outside, we just commandeered them. We're like, you, go that way. You, go that way. We We talked to dog walkers, people working in their yards. We sent everybody to go and find our son. We said, just go that way, go that way, go that way. And the reason we did that is what? Because our son is precious to us. Because we would not be content to keep two out of three Kiefer kids. (laughs) It's just not a good enough percentage, right? (laughs) And it's the same thing with the Lord. The Lord is delighted that you're in here. But he is ascending God. Because his kids that don't know him are out there. And where does God send? Of course, he sends out, right? Matthew chapter four, verse 19 says this. Jesus said, come and follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. I'll send you out to be fishermen of men. What does it mean to follow me? Jesus, it means that we're out there fishing for people that don't know Jesus, for people that need to know the love of the Lord. Later in Matthew, uh, Matthew records this. And he said to his disciples, that's Jesus. The harvest is plentiful. But the workers are few. It's a sad statement. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out his workers into the harvest field. Send out. Send out. I will send you out. And that's where the, de- the great debate comes from. Right there, isn't it? Where How many of us are ready and willing to go out, right? Because I think that the great temptation is for us to stay in. And by that, I mean the temptation is that we would just surround ourselves with people that we're comfortable with, people that uh, agree with most of our perspective. Isn't that what most everybody wants to do? Don't we want to surround ourselves with people that agree with us on pretty much everything, right? And, of course, it's more comfortable. There's a benefit to staying in. If we stay in here, we can let our hair down. We can relax. In here, people get us. People understand why we think what we think. They get our perspective. I bet we even sound alike to outsiders, honestly. There's a benefit to staying in. But you go out there. I don't know, right? You go out there and it's like Forrest Gump's mom said, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get out there, right? It's risky. Out there, people might not believe in God or they might believe really, really weird things about God, right? Out there, they might not believe in uh, an absolute morality out there. They might, they might believe that every person has their own truth out there. They might believe that sexuality is completely fluid. It could be defined any way you want. You could sleep with whoever you want. You could do whatever you want, right? For us, it's not that comfortable out there, but here's the thing. You guys, no one would deny that there is an abundant harvest out there. Those 12 spies that went out to to scope out the land, every single one of them said, oh, the harvest, it is a bountiful land. There is plenty of fruit out there that we can be a part of, right? If you are a person that is fishing for someone who needs a little bit of hope, Go no further. You know that person, right? If you're looking for someone that is that is in need of a physical healing, if you're looking for someone that needs purpose in their life, if you're looking for someone that feels dejected or just doesn't feel like, like their lives have panned out the way that they hoped, go no further because you're surrounded by those people. There is a bountiful harvest that we are surrounded by out there. No question about it. John Wimber, the guy that started the vineyard, he used to say the meat Is in the streets. I don't even know what that means, but it seems relevant right here, right? And so I want to ask you, when you go into the land, when you go into your life, that's the land. When you go out from here, what are you focusing on? What do you see? Do you see a great big God, a great big loving God with big promises and an abundant harvest that's ready for him? Or do you see giants in the land? Do you see yourself as a grasshopper? What is the story that you tell yourself about reaching your world for Jesus? What is the story that you tell yourself? I mean, these guys saw absolute abundance. They called it bountiful country, but all they talked about was how the land would devour them, how they were nothing. They could be squished like a little bug, right? They said, God, don't send us. Don't send me. Moses, don't send me out there. But one, one spy came with a different report. One. His name was Caleb, right? He said this, but it says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people, this cacophony of naysayers. He tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go right now. Let's go at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. He said, send me God, because the land is worth it. The people are worth it. And God, you are out there. You are moving in that place. You know, we get excited about a worship set here. We get excited about 24 hours of prayer. You know where God's really on the move? out there for anyone that would show up for it. And so Caleb said, send me, send us God. And that is our heart's cry here at church. I want this to be our heart's cry. And we are increasingly a church that goes out. We are sent, you know that, right? And we are responding to that. God has incredible exploits for you. He has spiritual exploits, human exploits for you. God's going to move. Jesus worshiped and exalted in your workplace. Lives changed. Bodies healed. Families healed. Hearts made whole. All of that is on the table. It's God's plan. It's his intention. And it comes through you and I. God's kingdom is at hand. That's what Jesus said. The kingdom is right here. It's so close, Thrive. And he said, I'm sending you out. And so I want to talk about you for just a second. You, you've been in the land already. You're living in the land, right? You know what it's like out there. And God is asking you to bring a report back today. And I want to ask you, what is the report that you're going to bring? What's the report that you bring back? Are you coming back saying there's giants out there and I'm nothing but a little grasshopper? What can I do? Or are you coming back here and saying, the report that I have is that you can move out there. Send me, God. I am ready to be sent. No giant can stop a great God. Is that your report? Because that's the report that God is looking for. He is sending us. Don't come with a report that out there the land will devour you. I know that there's a temptation church that we would say, if you send me out, the land's going to devour me. It's going to devour my time. It's going to devour my reputation. It's going to devour my energy, my family life, my social life, the whatever it is. Don't come to the Lord with a message saying the land's going to devour me. Come and say, send me God. It's worth it. You are worth it. The meat truly is in the streets. I know that um, we've been talking about this for a little while, and I have heard um, story after story after story of you guys that are out there doing stuff. You're sharing your faith. You're trying things. And I, I have to say, you guys, that trying is the win. I don't need you guys to come here and go, saved another person, you know, that would be great. I'm all in for somebody that gave their life to Jesus. What I'm more excited about right now is you coming in and saying, I shared my faith with somebody. I don't know what happened after that. It went kind of weird. But the whole, it went kind of weird thing is the win for us. And so um, I have talked to a couple of people, uh, Allison, Cherie, a couple of people have a, I already knew that they had a story to share. But if you have tried something, if you have tried to share your faith with a neighbor, if you have done something uh, to go out into the land, for the Lord. I'm going to give you like a minute to share that. I want to stir up a few stories. And what we're going to try to do here at church, you guys, is we want to start telling more stories. We want to keep telling these God stories and listen. When I tell you the, the win is not that you knocked it out of the park for a grand slam. The win is that you took a swing. Amen. All right. So, uh, why don't we have Allison come on up? Where's the other mic? Can I have that? So people that share, you're going to get like 90 seconds and then I might put my hand on you and that means you've got 30 seconds left. So this will not be long sharing here. Why don't you come on over here, Allison? So this is Allison, And, uh, I know you've got at least one cool thing to share. you got more than one, but I told you one.
2: Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep it really quick.
1: Yeah, that's good. <laughs> quick is not the main thing, but if I don't say that we might get another sermon. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, so let's see it was on Tuesday you know God is so good he can bring people right to your doorstep and I I'm all about going to the streets and Kirsten and I do that every other Saturday if anybody wants to join us it's awesome but 30 seconds <laughs> no I'm just kidding so on Tuesday my doorbell rang and that's not always a good thing so I walked down the stairs I'm like no way now I have to sign something she's selling something so I opened the door and the lady with the clipboard and she's like, uh, could you sign this for me? I'm running for a judge. And I looked at her and I said, I don't know. It just blurted out so quickly. And I said, I could, but what do you believe? And then she was like stunned and I was stunned. I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just say? And she said, what do you mean? I said, who do you believe in? And she said, I, she was like kind of stunned. I said, Well, the answer I was looking for was Jesus, because I would love to sign that for you, but we don't need more judges who are relying on themselves. And I was like, the stuff just kept coming out, their eyes are this big. And she looked at me and she was like, you know, other people have been sharing things and I want to know more. And that was it for me. So we had the best conversation. I can tell you, I gave her a book. We shared so many great things. I shared my testimony with her. I told her 20 years ago, I was a Christian. I went through family courts for 14 years. It was absolutely amazing. She was so stunned. I gave her a book on heaven. And then I said, I pray for her. And at the end, she left. She was so touched. She looked back and she was like, wow, all this happened on your doorstep. So I just wanted to say, go out. You can do this. It's so easy.
1: Thank you. So easy.
2: And if you're ever interested, every other Saturday, Kirsten and I go to the streets of
1: Evanston. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you, Alan, like I have to follow Allison, what Allison just do this.. <laughs> Signed her petition, Allison. I'm gonna have to catch you after the service and see if it's the woman that but she had representative at the farmers market, but she's exactly right. I can't see because these are glasses for distance. Okay. So um, so first off, because this church has been teaching on this on going out, it lit the relit the fire under our butts. So first of all, Molly, Kevin, this matters. Um and uh, got Ted and I recalibrated because the constant lulls of the suburban life and the appetites of all the opportunity that we have in this area in the northwest suburbs is insatiable. You can, ca- you can keep yourself busy in all sorts of things, and Ted and I drift in and out of that for sure. So it takes effort to recalibrate yourself back to what's important. Um, okay, sorry, I'm not supposed to be giving another sermon. Okay, so- <laughs> All right, so that was my first thing is teaching, right? Second thing is tell someone. So we shared with our small group that we wanted to do this, and as a result, that invokes a certain level of accountability. If you tell someone, Mm -hmm. a friend or your small group or... Or your spouse or best mm-hmm. friend, whomever, there's in, inadvertently a certain level of onus or responsibility or accountability that's connected with just saying to somebody, I intend, I would like, I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. So we did do that, and of course our small group said, Well, how can we help you? Um, and then you combine that with this series, because we did this a year ago. We told Wendy and some other people, Wendy Sideman, and some other people, we wanted to do this a year ago and could not get our act together. So it was the convergence of this series and then us being in a group. Our group is studying uh, the curriculum from Stand to Reason, which is Greg Koukl's, uh curriculum. Did I say that right, Dan? Koukl? Yep. Um, and we put those together, um, and we had the fire under our butts. Third, pray. So... Wendy Wazlewski and uh, Roy and Julie are going to maintain these prayer meetings because it does take prayer uh, to, um, it, it does take prayer to get out there and go do what you need to do um, and, um, and then prepare. So what we did, all right, you're all wondering what should we talking about? What should we do? Because I haven't even gotten there yet. I'm sorry. Um, we wanted to reach out to our whole block and invite them over to our driveway. So we've done this years ago, and nothing really came of it, except everyone had a really good time for an hour or so. So what we did is we made a flyer and handed it out to everyone on our block. There are 18 homes on our block, and we have a very long driveway. So we just told everybody to meet at our driveway. Uh, we had set for October 11th with no rain date set, and that day was pouring out, if you, you all may not remember. But I knew that was coming, so I remade another flyer, went and handed that out to everybody, <laughs> and said, we're reset for October 27th, come do or die. We're going to have this on our driveway. And, um and then I made a third, so this is the marketing principle of the three, you know, hit someone three times from a marketing perspective. I wasn't trying to be marketing, but anyway, so I made another flyer just to remind everybody, and everyone came except one person. Wow. And, and our group was praying for, I said, please pray that it doesn't rain, because if it was raining by five o'clock, I said on my flyer, we're going to cancel this, right? Well, it wasn't raining at five. But it did rain on us, starting at like I don't know six or six thirty. But everybody stayed. In addition, we had some—we um, borrowed a bouncy house from Mike and Tammy Wetzel. That was a huge hit. That was a huge hit. The kids were in there the whole time having a blast, and the adults congregated in our driveway. We supplied some food and something to drink, and they talked and hung out on our drive until 8.15, several of them. So if any of you have any suggestions or ideas or even can just offer up a prayer on how to keep this ball moving forward Mm -hmm. in connecting with our um, neighborhood and connecting with these people that had a great time, Uh, they loved it, and we want to then. Take it the next step I'm not sure how So that's Good job my
1: Thank you
3: You're missing A like really great Celebration moment You gotta share a little more Of the report About the family That got to share their faith Oh yeah Oh yes
0: Yes 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 That's really important Okay So um <laughs> I don't know where to start with it Ted actually caught it But um We On the two ends of our block We have a messianic family Who every Um this time of year, uh, observe Sukkot. And that actually was a celebration that ended on October, was it 6th or 7th? Yeah, the tail end of that was then um, what happened. Anyway, so they always have a Sukkot out, which is basically a structure that looks like, um, how would you say it? It looks like a tent. But theirs is made of wood, it's always decorated, which is what the Israelites did. If you go and read back in Leviticus, I think. Anyway, so um, so one of our neighbors on the other end of the block, who's new, asked at the gathering about the Sukkot structure, and and asked, um, and Lorna, my friend, who's messianic, Jew- she's she's Jewish but believes Jesus is Messiah, um, shared that that's you know why they do it, what church they go to, and. Um, invited her to come check out their messianic congregation
1: cool so, did I get it? thank you I, okay i'll do one more why don't you come on up yep Catherine. Yay. i noticed we've got three women here next time we want some guys up here <laughs> all right this is katherine
3: yeah Good morning. Uh, Thank you, Jesus, for letting me share these uh, fun stories. So Friday was just a hit. I actually got a double out in the community. I uh, stopped ordering online. That way I can witness to people. So first I ran into the Walgreens, walking out with my photos, all excited to go home and make some albums. And this guy started yelling at me, Hey, ma'am, I know you're a woman, but I need help. I need help. So I run over to his car, kind of little, kind of beat up. And he's like... I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I need gas money. I need four to five gallons to get home to Milwaukee. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go put my stuff down see if I have cash. I'm the cashless person. So I look in my wallet, and right on top was $20. bucks. i am like, okay, that's the answer. Gave it to him. He was so thrilled. And then I said, do you want to pray? And he's like, absolutely. So like, with this sermon, I knew it was absolutely fine. I put my hand on him. And we just went for it. Jesus, your provider, this, that. And he was blessed. And I pray that he made it back to Milwaukee. So then I was feeling really good. And I'm like, all right, let's go to Mariano's. So <laughs> I'm walking out with my hot chicken, the rotisserie chicken, because I love that idea <laughs> from a sermon or two ago. And um, there was just the cutest old man, probably in his 70s, with the cane, had his Blackhawks t-shirt on. And we just caught eyes and we're smiling, and I'm like, hey, what's going on with you? And he's like, oh, you wouldn't believe it. Last time I was here, I slipped, I fell, my thumb, this, that. My wife, Bonnie, of 53 years, now has leukemia. And he just gave me the story. So I said, you know what? I said, I love to pray for people. You're on my heart, my mind. Can I just pray for you right now? He's like, hmm, hmm, why not? (laughs) So I just went for it, put my hand on him, And afterward, he was skeptical of the healing, but he was thrilled that I prayed for him. He just smiled and said, that was very nice. And I just know that he's going to tell his wife and it's going to bring her hope.
1: That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. One more. (laughs) Hey. All right. Real quick. God gets his work done whether you're engaged or not. So if you're not going to step up, it's okay. People are going to so, so hear about him. I just want to say one quick thing to give you an idea how he, he gets things in play. I play basketball with your woman that's running for judge. That's cool. That's amazing. All right. All right. That was awesome. Thank you, guys. Good job. I know there are many more stories than those. And I want to encourage you to get a story of your own this week. Look for that opportunity. And I'm going to, as I wrap up, um, I have a question for you. Here's the question. Do you know somebody whose name is Shemua? Do you know anybody whose name is Shaphat? Do you know any eagles? How about a guel? You don't know these guys. It's interesting because those were the names of some of these 12 spies, heads of Israel that went out into the land. Do you know, have you ever met a Caleb before? You know Caleb? Do you know why you know Caleb? Because he had a different report. Caleb is known, he has a name because he brought a different report. Now, if you have been coming to this church for very long at all, You have probably heard the name Scott Light. And you may be like, who's Scott Light? That's so familiar. Who is it? Scott Light is the guy, the 18-year-old kid that led me to Jesus in the army. And his name gets spoken in this church at least once a year. And Scott has changed generations of Kiefer's, both up and down. My kids, my parents, His name is remembered. And I want to ask you, will someone remember your name? Will your name go through the generations? The Lord wants it to. Let your name become a name that is spoken in the generations by doing this work of going out. Say, God, send me. I'm ready. You are a great God and nothing can stop you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. When we pray? Let's just give the Lord a report. This will be a personal thing that you do, but give God the report of your heart, wherever it is. God, I have not been giving you a good report. I've been feeling like a grasshopper. Or God, send me. I am ready. Use me. Whatever that is, just speak to the Lord and give him the report of your heart. He already knows it, but he wants you to say it. Holy Spirit, we bless your presence with us. And Lord, we we stand as, as people who someone found. Someone went out to us and gathered us up and spoke the name of Jesus to us. And we have found our lives and hearts transformed. And I, I pray, Lord, for this church and for every individual in it, every person that's, that's listening at home, that we would become a going out people, that we would be a people that say, send me. I'm ready. I'm ready to try. Lord, wreck us. Wreck us. Don't let us be an insular people. Lord, just ruin us. Call us out of here. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done in our worlds as it is in heaven, Lord. Father, I pray too that just as... um, you know These stories of people either showing up on the spot and, and being surprised at the God moment that's in front of them or planning it for weeks, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would make us ready, that you would give us opportunity and that we would step into it. Step into it with love, with embarrassment, however we do. Lord, give us bravery. Let us be like that brave Caleb who would step into the promised land.